0: Hello and welcome to
1: Grace Life Sir Lowry's Pass. We are a gospel centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Today we are taking a break from our study in Ephesians and talk about something else that I felt God put on my heart today we are answering the question what is God really like what is God really like okay have you ever asked that question yes. maybe maybe no. not yes. <laughs> we all believe some things about God and these beliefs about God come from many places as we grew up no? As a child you might have gone to Sunday school, like these children went now. You might have learned a few things about God from your parents or your grandparents. You might have learned a few things about God from your teachers in school. You might think you know a lot about God, or you might be here and you might know very little about Him. But if I look at a lot of you, I think you know a lot about God. Amen. Maybe you don't want anything to do with God today. I don't think that is the case this morning. But I want to ask you a few questions that I want you to think about now and when you get home. Okay. And that question is, what do I believe about God? What do I believe about God? Another question that could help us a bit more is, um, what do I feel What do I feel when I think about God? Mm. Okay? Because our feelings are a good indication of what we actually believe. Okay? We shouldn't always go by our feelings, but um, our feelings can be a good, like I said, an indication of of something deeper. Okay? Do you feel uncomfortable when you think about God? Do you feel uncomfortable? No, that's good. (laughs) It's good. Because we don't have to feel uncomfortable, amen? Okay. Do you know that uh, that feeling when you get, when someone uh, calls you and you really don't want to answer the phone, you know? Because maybe it's your boss calling or someone that you don't want to talk to. Maybe you, you walk in the street and you see someone, maybe it's an ex or someone that dumped you or... Who knows? Someone that you're not happy about. You don't, want to, you don't want to talk to that person now. Do you maybe have like a feeling like that? Avoidance. You want to avoid when you think about God. I hope not. Amen. What we believe about God will determine how we feel about Him. Okay? And it will have an effect on our relationship with Him. Okay, so that's very important. What we believe about God will determine the type of relationship that we have with Him. Maybe you are here today and you want nothing to do with God and you might have your reasons. But we are going to take a look today at how God really is, how He is, who He is, what He is really like. Okay? Our parents, our Sunday school teachers, our Celebrities, the people that we look up to, school teachers, even pastors and preachers can say things about God. They can say things about God that just isn't true. Huh? Let's, let's sink, let that sink in. We mustn't just take everything that Hasina uh, means to say. We mustn't just take it. You mustn't just take everything that I say. You must investigate it in the Word. Amen. Amen. Just because a celebrity says something, doesn't mean it's true. Just because a pastor says something, doesn't mean it's true. Okay, but I believe I'm speaking the truth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's, hum- let's be humble enough to admit that we might be believing some things about God that isn't true. That is not impossible. No. It is possible that you might believe in you might be believing some things about God that isn't true. So where do we go to find out what God is really like? The Bible. The Bible. Many people have used the Bible to terribly, terribly misrepresent God. Yeah. Right? The, is the correct answer, we go to the Bible. Okay. We go to the Word of God. But here's something we need to wrap our heads around is that the Bible is not the Word of God. The Bible contains it. Okay? The Bible contains the Word of God, but it isn't the Word of God. It contains the Word of God. There are people in the Bible that said some things about God that isn't true. Did you know that? There are people in the Bible that said things about God that isn't true. And then preachers take those words and they preach it, okay. And um, they put ideas in people's hearts that that drive people away from God, okay. That make people distrust God, okay. What am I talking about? A month or two or so ago, a month or two ago, we had a youth outreach, and one question that came up from many of the kids was. Do I need to clean myself up? Do I need to make myself holy before I can go to God? Or before I can come to church? Okay? And the, answer, the short answer is no. Okay, You don't have to. You cannot make yourself holy. Because that's what Jesus came to do. If we were all holy, Jesus wouldn't have come. Yeah? There would have been no reason for Jesus to come. Okay, But Jesus makes you holy. But that question made me wonder. What other things is there that we believe, things that people wonder about, that are actually lies? Amen? And wow. things that cause distrust in God. What other lies are there that people in this community believe about God? People in Solaris Pals. Yeah. Okay? Because we are here in Solaris Pals. right? Yeah. No? We want to minister to this community. We want to bring the truth and the light of Jesus into this community. Amen? One saying that we usually hear at funerals are, and I'm gonna say the Afrikaans first, in yeah.
0: In
1: English it is God has struck or caused uh, the wound. And he is able to heal it again. Okay, for the English speakers. God had his best blommetje geplik. God had his best blommetje geplik. God picked his best flower. God het meer nodig had him more need in the Himmel by him as here on the earth. Okay, when someone dies, they say, God het meer nodig had him more need in the Himmel. God needed him more in heaven with him than here on earth. Why did Jesus then say, go into all the world and preach the gospel?
0: Yeah.
1: And then he took the guy out of the world and he can't preach the gospel anymore. No? God God took her home. Okay? God had his number His time was up. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that. God drew his number. His time was up. His, t- 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 is Jesus is His number was up. Time's up. It's time to go to heaven or hell. Nee? Sayings like these are said to bring comfort. Okay, They are said with maybe a good heart, but an ignorant heart. Okay? To bring comfort to those who are grieving over the person who died. But they are lies that are doing lots of damage and turning many people away from God. Because they are saying that God causes death, destruction, sickness, disease, and all other bad things you can imagine, things that lead to death. eh? That God is causing or allowing bad things to happen. Is that the truth?
0: No.
1: No. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a big lie. I hope this this is a revelation for someone this morning. Saying things like these come from a wrong interpretation of the Bible. Okay? The phrase God has struck the wound and is able to heal it again comes from the scripture in the Bible. It comes from, and I, do, you, do you know what scripture it is? Job. <laughs> Did you go research it? Job. Job 5 verse 18. Job 5 verse 18 says, For though he wounds, he also bandages. He strikes, but his hands also heal. Let's imagine for a moment we didn't read that in the Bible, okay? Let's imagine that for a moment. If you heard something like that, though he wounds, he also bandages. He strikes you, but his hands also heal. That sounds crazy to me.
0: Yeah.
1: If that, huh? A man that hits a wife, but then he wants to comfort her. Just, it doesn't sound right. It sounds like a crazy person. Eh? There are many, yes, yeah, schizophrenic, yeah. One moment's like this, one moment is something else. There's something not right. But the fact is that that is written in the Bible. It is written in the Bible. There are many, many verses in the Old Testament that say similar things. Um, there are too many Bible verses like this one for us to go through this morning. Okay, And after we have gone through all of them and explained them in their context, there will still be people who come and say, but what about this verse where it clearly says, God said, I kill. For example, there is a verse in Deuteronomy that I'm not going to look at now but there are many verses okay, that says that God causes death okay, but how do we explain this? Right? we need to look at the context of every verse in order to explain it but all scripture has to be looked at through the context okay, and the message of the whole Bible the context, context and the message of the whole Bible ok? So now what I want to show you this morning, as simple and as, as, as easy to understand as possible, is how to answer any difficult verse that say that God causes death, okay? And all the other terrible things in this world. I want to give you one, one foolproof method, okay? So what is the context of the entire Bible, like I just said? Like I just said, we need to look at the context of the entire Bible. And that is actually the key, okay, of any of these difficult verses that someone can bring to you and say, your God isn't as good as you think. He causes this, He causes that, He causes that. Okay, is to look at the context of the whole Bible, the message of the whole Bible. Mm. 2 Timothy 3 verse 14. 2 Timothy 3 verse 14. Please go there in your Bible. 2 Timothy 3, verse 14. It says, But you must, Okay, this is Paul speaking to Timothy. Okay, he's writing to Timothy. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true. For you know you can trust those who taught you. Verse 15, you have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. Okay, you have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right, okay? Mm -hmm. That is the New Living Translation. Paul is writing to Timothy, who was taught the Scriptures from the Old Testament since childhood. Okay, that is what the Scriptures mean. The Scriptures is Genesis to Malachi. (laughs) eh? Genesis to Malachi. And Paul tells us clearly what the purpose is of those Scriptures. What is the purpose? We just read it. Yes, Rita. Make us wise unto
0: salvation.
1: Yes, to make us wise unto salvation. To give us the wisdom uh, to be saved by faith in Christ. Okay? The main purpose of these scriptures is to point us to Jesus. What scriptures? Genesis to Malachi. Okay? Okay. Yes, we can learn some life lessons and learn what is right and wrong. But when we read the Old Testament, we always have to keep Jesus in mind. Okay? So, the purpose of the Scriptures is to make us wise unto salvation through faith in Christ. Not anything else. Not anything else. Okay? What does the King James Version say in verse... um, Sixteen, further?
2: All scripture is given.
0: (laughs) Rita, go for it. All
2: All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness.
1: Mm, Instruction in righteousness. Okay. (laughs) Profitable for doctrine. Okay? So, you might say, but look there. I can form doctrine. What is doctrine? Doctrine is teachings. Okay? I can form teachings from the Old Testament because there it says, all scriptures are profitable for doctrine. What doctrine? What doctrine? The doctrine of Jesus Christ. Amen? No other doctrine. Alright. We cannot form complete teachings about God from verses and stories in the Old Testament. Okay? Why do I say that? Because the Old Testament does not give us the full picture. Yeah. Any teachings we form has to be rooted and in support of salvation by faith through Christ. Okay. Are you guys with me you understand why am i saying this because many people form teachings and say stuff about god that isn't true because they got it in the old testament but like i said the the bible is not the word of god it contains the word of god okay we cannot just take any scripture out of context and say this is how god is okay And if we take a scripture, we need to look at it from the perspective of Jesus. How does it fit in with what Jesus came and did for us? There is something else that he talks about in this scripture. And it is the word inspired. It says, all scripture is inspired by God. Okay? What does inspire mean? This means... That the scriptures are accurate recordings. The scriptures are accurate recordings. The words were actually said. And the events actually happened. God made sure everything is perfectly recorded. Okay. That's the entire Bible. Okay. Inspired by God. What does it mean? The scriptures are accurate recordings. Of what? Took place. Okay. That is what it means. What does it mean? Accurate recordings of what 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 took place. place. Okay. That is what inspired means. Like this recorder is recording my words. This is a voice recorder. Okay. I can tell a story, I can tell a joke, I can talk nonsense, and I can lie to you. And all of it. Will be on this. eh? It is being recorded. There's a lot of things in the Bible that is accurately recorded. Okay? They are accurately recorded. Example, everything that happened to Israel in Egypt. Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you know what that is? Accurate recordings. People that was 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 the Israelites that went through the desert, all those miracles. Okay, um, when they came into the promised land, all the death that was there because the Israelites had to root out the other nations. All of those things were accurately recorded. Okay, things that people said were accurately recorded, even. When in some cases, what they said were lies. Or things that were said about without understanding. The words of the devil is accurately recorded. (laughs) The words of the devil is accurately recorded. Everything the devil says are lies. (coughs) It says in the word that the devil is the father of lies. So if the devil says something, you know it is a lie. That is his greatest weapon against us. So we mustn't fear the devil. Because all he can say is lies. That is all that he can bring to us. We just need to choose to listen to the truth. But that's a, a rabbit trail. Okay. But I'm not going to follow right now. But the point is that people said things about God. The devil said things. Judah said things. It's all been recorded. Okay. Mm. Then there is another word that we need to understand. And the word is revelation. Mm. Revelation. So it's Inspiration. And revelation and people think that those are the same thing it's not the same thing okay what is revelation it is God giving to humanity that is us humanity humans truths we would not otherwise know human beings could not find out these truths for themselves it refers to God giving truth to humanity Not everything in the Bible is revealed by God. Not everything in the Bible is revelation. Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything is inspired. Everything is accurately recorded. But not everything is revelation. Okay? Revelation revealed by God. Things that we would not have known. Okay? Here's an example. Take for instance this is a this is now a stage okay here's a curtain uh, and the events of the world is taking place here people are the creation takes place and adam and eve and all everything you can imagine in, in that happened throughout history is being recorded god assigns talks to his prophets and he says record these events okay moses he write the first books of the Bible, he records. He records. He sees and he records. Okay? After Moses comes uh, the judges and David, he writes psalms. He he observes life and he writes psalms. But every now and then, God comes and he's like, look at this. Okay? That is revelation. This recording of what is happening is inspiration. Mm. The bold Bible is true. Yeah. But now and then God says yes. um, your seed, there will be enmity between your seed and her seed. Mm. You will bruise his head and he will bruise your heel. Mm. That is a prophecy in, in Genesis. Yeah. Okay, and then things happen and things happen. The prophets record the people that wrote the Bible. They record and then God goes again. Mm. Look at this. And what does He point to every time that He reveals something? Do you know? Jesus. Jesus. He points to Jesus. He doesn't, in a sense, He doesn't say, Look, this is how I am. Every time God reveals something, it was about Jesus that was to come. Okay? So I trust that that illustration uh, makes it clear to us what is inspiration, which the whole Bible is, and revelation. Okay, Ephesians 3, verse 3. Let's go to Ephesians 3, verse 3. I'm going to give you some verses that prove what I'm saying here. <laughs> Ephesians 3, verse 3. It's very hot, or is it just me? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: Ephesians
1: 3 verse 3 He says here in the New Living Translation As I briefly wrote earlier God Himself revealed Revelation, revealed His mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. Eh? God revealed this mysterious plan. What's the plan about? Regarding Christ. God did not reveal it. God did not reveal it to previous generations. But now, by His Spirit, He has revealed it to His holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who live, ah, sorry who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are a part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. God had a plan and that plan was hidden, okay? That's what we see from these verses. The plan was Jesus, which is God himself, coming to earth. Do you agree? Dying on the cross, rising after three days and putting his spirit in every believer. That is a very short version of God's plan. A summary. Okay. These are the things the writers of the Old Testament did not know about. They did not have the full picture. But now it has been revealed. And what is it about? It's about the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. 1 Timothy 1 9. 1 Timothy 1 verse 9. 1 Timothy 1 verse 9. God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed, there we see the word reveal again, revelation, now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light. Through the gospel immortality is eternal life okay that's really cool to me
2: verse
1: 10 oh sorry is it second timothy one verse nine <laughs> sorry 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 second timothy one verse 10 but has now been revealed by the appearing of our savior jesus christ okay so this revelation came by Jesus Christ. Okay, the final revelation. I'm going to get there. Listen to this verse from 1 Peter 1 verse 10. 1 Peter 1 verse 10. 1 Peter 1 verse 10. 10. This is so beautiful. It says, this salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when He told them in advance about Christ's sufferings and His great glory afterward. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news, uh, this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit, sent from heaven. It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. Wow, huh? This scripture says that the prophets wanted to know more about um, uh, and they wondered about Christ's suffering, okay, salvation, God's grace, the glory of the resurrection and the ascension. They prophesied about it, but they didn't know what it was truly about. The prophets had the first five books of the Bible, which is Genesis. Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Uh, That was called the law of Moses or the law of Moses. And they were studying those books and God revealed, like I showed earlier, He revealed, He gave them more revelation as they studied and they wrote it down. They were building and stacking revelation until Jesus came. There was a little bit of revelation in the beginning. And as time passed, as God revealed more and more about Jesus that would to come, the revelation grew. Okay? The amount of revelation that man had increased. That is, that is one of the reasons why we can't go to a book like Job. Did you know that Job was, is probably one of the oldest books in the Bible? Job lived in the time of Abraham. That is very early. It's in Genesis. In Genesis times. No one knew anything about God. And Job wrote. We don't know who wrote the book of Job. Okay? Uh, we're not sure. But it is one of the earliest books. Which means there is very little revelation in it. It is inspired. Yes. It is inspired by God, but it's the level of revelation is very little. You cannot go off for that to know God. Okay? um okay so they were building revelation until Jesus came okay when Jesus came something big happened
2: People think that uh, God allowed job to go through that it's not true Satan had to get permission from God he challenged God because he's in your hands He's already in the world. world is in the hand of Satan you know. And that's why it's not God allowed this to happen. Yeah. God allowed the blessing to come, but not the suffering.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, we can go into each and every one of these scriptures and explain to them. But like I'm saying, um, yeah. There
2: yeah, many people sharing this, like, uh, yeah. something we need to learn and live by.
1: No? To do? Definitely, definitely. Okay, so once again, the purpose of the writings of the prophets is to point to Jesus and what he would come to do and reveal about God. That is the primary purpose of the Old Testament scriptures. And that is primarily why we investigate and study it. Okay. It is not to, to form teachings from it. Okay. It is to see Jesus. It is not to find out what God is like. We cannot just take scriptures from the Old Testament and say, this is what God is like. Because that isn't the purpose of those scriptures. The intention of those scriptures isn't to show us what God is like. The intention is pointing to Jesus. Okay? Why? Because He will show us what God is like. Amen. Amen? Let's look at Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1. I'm so thankful for this scripture, because I use it a lot. I use this scripture a lot, because it makes everything so clear to me. Hebrews 1 verse 1 says, Long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days He has spoken to us through His Son when did he speak in these final days these final last days god promised everything to the sun as an inheritance and through the sun he created the universe then verse 3 the sun radiates god's own glory and expresses the very character of god That's Jesus. He expresses the very character of God. And He sustains everything by the mighty power of His command. When He had cleansed us from our sins, He sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Amen. Amen. What do I get from this scripture? In the past, God spoke through the prophets like I told you, like I showed you. He gave them glimpses of who He is. Glimpses of His nature. They only had pieces of the puzzle. They did not have full revelations of God's nature. And on top of that, the revelations He did give was about the coming and the work of Christ. He was not giving full revelation of Himself. He was pointing to the One who would bring the full revelation. I love how the scripture says in verse 2, Now, in these final days, He has spoken to us through His Son. And in verse 3, we can listen to the Son because He expresses the very character of God. The Son of God has the last say. Amen? Amen. Jesus has the final word. Let's say that together. Jesus has the final word. If we want to know the answer to our question, does God bring death, destruction, sickness, disease, disasters, where do we go to look for our answer jesus
2: jesus Jesus.
1: yes we're getting there <laughs> we're getting there definitely can't skip that one can't skip that verse we go to jesus we look at what he said about amen. the matter amen not moses not david not samuel not Job. not elijah not elisha who else? David, Solomon, Solomon, Samuel. Solomon. Who is the greater prophet? Those guys or Jesus? Jesus. 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 So we listen Solomon. to Him. Amen? Because Jesus is the final revelation of God's nature. Listen to this uh, account in Matthew 17. Matthew 17 verse 2. Matthew 17 verse 2 Matthew 17 verse 2 says six days later Jesus took Peter and the two brothers James and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone as the men watched Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. Suddenly Moses and Elijah Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, "Lord, it is wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah." But even as he spoke, a, lo- a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Listen to him. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. And then Jesus touched them, and the whole story was over. Okay, so here Moses appears. Who is Moses? What does he represent? The law, the law. The, law. No? the first five books: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and then Elijah appears. He represents the prophets. prophets. Okay, and then what does God say? Who should we listen to? Jesus. 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 Amen? Amen. God said, "Listen to Jesus." Amen. John 14 verse 6. John fourteen verse six. This is this is the one of the most clear explanations or yeah, that we can get. John fourteen verse six that Jesus and the Father, Jesus' revelation of the Father, okay, of who God really is. John fourteen verse six says Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Verse 7. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know Him and have seen Him, the Father. eh? Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, I have been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Hallelujah. Wow. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Verse 10. I did, uh, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The <coughs> words that I speak are not my own. But my Father who lives in me does his work through me. That's Jesus saying it. Right? Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. Wow. What is the work that Jesus has done? Everywhere that Jesus went, he healed the sick. Everywhere Jesus went, demons fled. He raised the dead. Amen. He didn't make any sick. Hmm? He, he didn't make anyone sick. He didn't give anyone a demon. Amen.
0: <laughs>
1: Does this verse need any explanation? It is so clear. If anyone ever tells, tells you that Jesus never said the words, I am God, point them to these verses. Because here Jesus clearly says, I am the Father, or one. Amen? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Jesus is saying, how I am, that is how my Father is my father is that is how I am amen Jesus was God God was showing the world who he was he was showing us his heart his intentions his character he was showing us how he is through Jesus God was saying this is who I am this is what I am like okay so we have to look at Jesus look at his life to see God it is impossible to know God without Jesus. The old prophets did not know God like we can know Him today. That's a, that was a huge thought for me. Yeah. We can know God better than Elijah. We can know God better than Moses. And we read in, in Exodus that Moses saw the backside of God. Amen. But we can know God better.
0: Amen. Wow.
1: Hallelujah. That's, that's amazing. How can I say that? Because we have the full revelation. We know Jesus. So what did Jesus reveal about God? Is God the cause of death? When I was thinking about this and thinking about which verse to, 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 um, to look at, John 3 verse 16 came up. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. What did He give? Everlasting life. Everlasting death. No. No. Everlasting life. He is the giver of life. Jesus revealed many things about God's nature. But the biggest revelation that Jesus brought is that God is love. Amen. And that God brings life. He does not want us to perish and therefore He gave us eternal life. John 10 verse 10. The thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and destroy. That is where death comes from. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life, the New Living Translation says. That's beautiful. <coughs> Jesus says, Jesus says this. My purpose, purpose, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. How clear can you be? Huh? 1 John 3, verse 8. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? Thank you, Jesus. But when people keep on sinning, this is 1 John 3 verse 8. 1 John 3 verse 8. Uh, I want to read the whole verse, but I want to get to the end of the verse actually. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil, who has been sinning since the beginning. That's actually a good explanation of where bad things come from: the devil. He's been sinning since the beginning. Okay? But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Why did the Son of God come? destroy the works of the devil. Amen. What is the works of the devil?
0: Death. Death kill,
1: kill, steal, destroy, sickness, disease, earthquakes, division, tsunamis, anything you can think of that's bad luke 9 verse 51 we are almost finished guys almost finished (coughs) luke 9 verse 51 this is a story of jesus and his disciples something that happened Uh, luke 9 verse 51 says now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. This is talking about Jesus, okay? And sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for um, him. Verse 53. But they did not receive him, the Samaritans, okay? The Samaritans did not receive Jesus because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. Okay? They saw that he was a Jew going to Jerusalem to, um, to take part in the festival. So the Jews and the Samaritans were enemies, sort of. Okay? So they didn't like him. So they saw that he was going to Jerusalem, he's a Jew, they didn't want anything to do with him. Okay? And when his disciples, Jesus' disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven? And consume them just as Elijah did, just as Elijah did. but he turned and rebuked them and said, "You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. Jesus is a harassment say disciples for no different. His disciples wanted to bring fire down from heaven. Jesus rebukes them. You don't know what manner of spirit you are of. And this is beautiful. Listen to this. It's so clear. 56. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives. In, and this is talking about physically as well, not just spiritually. No? Because these disciples wanted to bring destruction on the real people. Okay, The Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Okay? So here we see that the disciples wanted to bring death because the Samaritans rejected Jesus. Where did they get the idea to command fire to come down from heaven? From the Old Testament. The Old Testament prophet Elijah. You can go read the story on your own time in 2 Kings chapter 1. Okay? Go read it. 2 Kings chapter 1 is the story of how Elijah brings down fire from heaven. Okay? How do we understand that? How did how did Elijah bring fire down from heaven? In a sense you don't have to because here Jesus says, yeah. you don't know what manner of spirit you are of, for the Son did not come to destroy men's lives but to save them. Okay?
2: He used the power of wrong. He yeah. had power, but he didn't use the right, he did you know. It was not God that did that all this. Yeah,
1: it wasn't God that did that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, we want to keep going. Sorry, guys. I've <laughs> Okay. Like I said, there is explanations for all of those yeah, yeah. is Old Testament scriptures. But here's like a benchmark that we can apply. If Jesus didn't agree with it, if Jesus didn't say then it, then it wasn't God. Okay? Um, where does death come from? Paul gives us an explanation. Romans 5, verse 12. Now we are really almost finished, guys. Romans 5 verse 12 Also so clear I need to remember this verse If anyone accuses God Of bringing death Romans Romans 5 verse 12 When Adam sinned Sin entered the world Adam's sin Brought Life Death. Death No? Listen to that, so clear. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Verse 13, Yes, people sinned even before the law was given. But it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Verse 14, Still, everyone died. From the time of Adam to the time of Moses. Even those who did not disobey an explicit command of God. As Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol. A representation of Christ. Wow. Who was yet to come. That's that's one of the glimpses. God pointing to Adam. Look, this is our... (laughs) Shadows and types in the Old Testament. The Sabbath. The sabbath rest. You know what the sabbath rest is? Jesus is our sabbath rest. Mm. We can rest from our works. We don't have to impress God. We don't have to do anything for salvation. Many, the lambs that they killed for sacrifices. John says, look, there is the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. All of those things that has been inspired and recorded And revealed here and there is about Jesus. Um, Okay, now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness and life and holiness and righteousness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That's very clear. Death and everything that that causes death like sickness, disease, sin, it came into the world through Adam's sin, not through God. Adam's sin brought death into the world. That was not a part of God's dream and desire for this world. Amen. But God knew it would come. And therefore, He Himself came as Jesus, to bring forgiveness and eternal life. Amen. Job 5 verse 18 For though He wounds, He also bandages, He strikes, but His hands also heal. (laughs) Does God wound and strike? No. he only heals and he only brings life you can find more of our free teachings on our website www.gracelife.co and if you're ever in the Solaris Pass area we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings our aim is to help you discover Jesus find family and experience life contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website www.graceline.co.